Hi everyone, it's Sal. In this episode, we delve headfirst into the world of dating, both online and IRL, in real life. It's a jungle out there. Do we have all the answers? Definitely not. But we can at least guarantee a laugh at our own expense, and possibly a few tips we've learned along the way. If you've got any feedback or any topics for future episodes, don't forget to email us at thepurposepatch at gmail.com and also to rate and review our podcast on iTunes. Welcome to The Purpose Patch, where our intention is to help you grow a life you love. Join us on our adventures as we discover the fun and joy in taking action. Hosted by Sal Mack and Luz Vargo, two ex-corporate slaves who've decided life is worth a bigger roll of the dice. Each episode will put the theories to the test with practical actions you can follow too. What could possibly go wrong? You're starting. <laughs> yep, we're starting. None of this, none of this wait for the perfect moment stuff. Sal, episode six of the podcast. <laughs> Why can't you talk, Sal? Mm. What are you doing? You made me eat a cronut. It's not a cronut. It's actually, yeah, it is like a cronut. So this is quickly becoming the food podcast. After the amazing success of our chocolate cake last time, Sal said we need to be sugar fueled for every recording. So today we are having a chocolate mousse donut. And I'd just like to point out we are not obese. People might think that's why we're not in relationships, though, given this is the dating, the dating episode. Topic. Yeah. Hmm. Oops, I've spilled We might need some. to post some um, I've photos. I've spilled some on the rug. <laughs> Bit of mousse. Bit okay. of mousse for later. The thing is, this is such an emotional topic. Dating, relationships, love, mm. and chocolate goes with love, let's be honest. It really does. Look, and also... In many ways, it's better bit of more mo- reliable than a man. <laughs> oh, dear, the stereotypes are coming out already. We're not cynical at all. <laughs> no. No. I actually, it's one of my pet hates. Can I just say, let's not do that today. I've Let's re- not be haters. Not be haters. And the generalizations no. that happen, I think on both sides, both genders, like the whole all men are bass, it's just crap. I know lots of great men. Yeah, well, you're surrounded by them. I'm surrounded by great men. That's yeah. the interesting thing. Ironic, isn't it? Your two brothers, your dad. Yeah, people I work with. I've got good, good guys in my life. Yeah. Mm. So why can't we find them? <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess it's a conundrum. I think we wanted to talk about this today because, one, it's really a big it's a thing in, in both our lives, but let's face it, most of the people listening to our podcast are female. No way. No way. Who would have thought? I don't believe that. We We've think... got Sam Kings, I believe. <laughs> my dad. Your Mike dad? Clayton. We've got a few. There's a few. There's the odd male. I think there's Nicole's, um, my friend Nicole's husband. Oh, yeah. Yep. Look, I think it's a growing male audience. But no, particularly, I think it's interesting to reflect at different stages in your life, being single when you're female, what that means and what that brings up and... For both of us in our mid-30s now, the majority of our friends are partnered up and married. How do you feel about that? Yeah, it's weird because I also think my my amazing sister's friends are a few years younger than us. I know some of them listen. And I think it's what's interesting for me is it's it was more of a problem at probably 27, 28, 29, hitting 30. I think it was very painful around that time. It was... I just felt like, shit, what happens if I don't meet this mystical one? Mm. And I'd broken up from quite a serious thing at 25 and I think I probably thought and and people around me thought that would go the distance. It was a real, and you know, you know, Lou, you were there. I went into hibernation for about three years. I used to come and visit you. <laughs> Every Saturday night yeah. we'd hang out. Spaghetti bolognese. Um, 
Do you find though, I think that is your late 20s particularly, you're always asked about being single. Like it's this weird thing that happens, I Mm. think, post 30. It's almost like it's politically incorrect to ask a single person about their love life. And Um, now at 34, (laughs) I feel like people don't ask. Yeah, well, it's more common to, you know, to lapse into talking about egg freezing now. That's so so true. What about you? Yeah, I think at the moment, like I actually like my life a lot. As I say, I've got really good friends. I've got good family. It's a piece of the puzzle that isn't there, and you like that's your hard. Job. But yeah, I think it's this interesting phenomenon we're seeing as the generations with our generation. You know, the continuing education of women, and when life is good, you don't want to settle either. So I've found the longer I've been single, and you get a bit more stubborn in your ways as well. So I think that I also is... think neither of us, if we're honest, have put ourselves in positions to meet different men no sometimes I feel like you don't I'm in a comfort zone a bit that's what I mean I think life is not life is I don't feel ever you have lonely moments but I feel like I've got good people around and and things that keep me busy and interested and I finding time for dating in itself can be you've actually got to carve out time and make it you've actually got to invest in it like and I think we're often taught and told romantic comedies would have you think that I think finding perfect a perfect person for your life it just happens I actually think it's more work and effort for some people than than we've been led to believe particularly yes. as the talent pool thins because if I look at I don't meet the talent pool. well no no just generally I mean and then they become available again with the, divorce ra- yeah. with the divorce rate do you have a whiteboard with projections Projected on it. when people might become oh. available again I just Probably people just, that, let's be honest, you rejected at 23. Maybe. They come now in, they do the, full, they do the go, full circle in the shit. cycle. Yeah. <laughs> Should I have gone with that? Yeah, maybe. that Maybe that happens. I think you find as you move into your 30s, it's it's natural. The natural attrition of eligible mm. men on the market or women on the market if you're a, a, you're a guy. So, and also or if too. You're gay. Yeah. And behaviors too, Sal. Like, you're not. Like, if I look at early 20s, you're out a few nights a week, you're in bars, you're in pubs, you're out all together hunting in packs. Now, when I catch up with friends, I'm generally going over to someone's place for a dinner party. You know, it's just a different... But, mm. Lou, even when I was out a lot, I didn't... It's rare for me to meet someone I really connect with and want to make the effort with, to be honest. Yeah, and whether meeting someone, you know, buzzed on alcohol in a bar is the best... You know, it's a superficial meeting place. And I I definitely think that's it. I also think, for me, I went to an all-girls school. I've always had more female friends. I... You know, I've got two good guy friends yeah. that I would count as real friends. They're both married. You know what I mean? Like, I've never been surrounded by loads of men. I've had guy friends over the years. It's really funny because I think men, as they couple up, you tend to lose them as yeah, friends. Yeah, totally. Women, they get stolen. They get stolen. Yep. But also, it's really hard for men to, I think, once they've got someone in their life, to find the space for that girlfriend mm. that... In, in different way to women. I think women are much better at kind of even in relationships keeping those other relationships going. Absolutely. I, f- I find, you know, not yes. to be not to be harsh on we men. We are general. I said I wasn't going to stereotype, but my experience is sometimes those really good male friendships I've had have, yeah, oh, look, it's natural. You're going you're gonna to see less of someone. But, but we are both the majority of the time we're surrounded by amazing women, I would say. Yeah. 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 So there's that. And there's also I increasingly over the years – starting from quite young, didn't really want to go out much. Yeah. Would much rather be at home with a mate or with my sister or 
you know, watching a, a movie and drinking a red wine than out in a loud, um, noisy, yeah. unless it's a piano bar, of course. You do love your piano mm, bars. But yeah, but there aren't in... any in Australia, though. No, they're popping up now in Melbourne. Oh. Okay, there's one in Melbourne. There's yeah. none I've found in Sydney. But the point is, even when I'm out, I've never been the person as well that scans the room and sets my target on yeah. someone. Well, the opportunity, you know, not really. <laughs> I've never seen you set a target. <laughs> Get I'd say we're, I'd say we're, <laughs> we're both pretty reactive. No, I like to sit in the corner of a pub with a group of girls and yes, chat all night. Exactly. Like, it's little wonder. And I can't not even look handed. around, right? Not no. even look around. Like I can't even. I'm I'm deadly serious about this. Never in my life have I gone after a guy. Never. Like there was a guy, the the first serious relationship, the one that I met when I was twenty one at work. Are you talking in a pub setting, or are you just? No, talking I'm just generally? talking generally. Oh really? Never. Oh god. Never. But he. I the, go to the lengths guy, to orchestrate these things. Oh, you do not. <laughs> the guy at twenty one, right, was the first time that that I'd experienced. Oh wow, I did like him, and he liked me. Oh my god, that happened. Mm. That came together. But I didn't do anything actively to make that happen. Well, I think though the point with all of this in terms of, I guess, what it means in modern dating, if the opportunities you're not out there meeting people IRL. In IRL. Real, in real life. Lol. Um, you know, the rise of apps and online dating has become quite big. And to be honest, I've always really, really struggled with the idea of online dating and even apps. And I think, yeah, I really, I, I use them, but I, I, I really hate them. Barely. I, yeah, you're much better. How at... many dates have no, you no. converted? This year? Yeah, okay, let's go this, this year. This year? Uh, none. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're in August. Hold on, I thought you'd had one. Uh, no, no, right. not even one. Okay. But I, do, I have okay. used them, I've talked, but it just, I don't know, life's busy, Sal. Oh, right, yeah, it's too busy. Yeah. The thing is, I I was so devastated when I came to this crossroads. Was, I think I was in Hong Kong, I was about 29, mm. and I just realised, okay, there's no way I'm going to meet anyone of interest at work. Mm. I worked for a law firm, it's not where you want to meet anyone. And I work with 60-year-old men, sorry, not an option. So, and I hang out with all women. So I'm going to have to try this, right? So I went on, I think it was first I went on Tinder. Mm. And I was devastated, Lou, because a part of me, as feminist as I am, wants a Mr. Darcy scenario. I want someone that's going to write me a love letter, court me. And it was very upsetting to have to accept that this is the the world. But I have to tell you, in the last five years, so from those apps, I would call it as I've had two. One was quite quite short, but I'd say two guys that short were in somewhat, stature or short in dating. Hmm, no, short. Like he was probably only six months. So I've had probably a six monther, and I would call it a almost two yearer. If we mm. anyway, that's a longer story. And both of them came from Bumble and we, we had friends in common. Yeah. Oh, that's the best. And yeah, but what I'm saying to you is I think friends. I would have honestly dated no one in that time if I hadn't have been on. Oh, I'm the same. Well, my stats this year are really bad. I've been through peak swiping periods where I, I had at one point four dates a week. Like now that is wrong on a whole nother level. Because <laughs> <laughs> Cause I think it's a numbers game. So I would say, yeah. like, I've been through peak periods as well, and I would say for me it's probably a one in twenty. Really? You that I'd a, even like to you can see put it again. 
You've like figured out the, the numbers. I reckon that's the stats my, of it. Yeah. If you put this into a but can matrix. I, can I just say something that's uplifting though? Yeah. Everyone acts like this is the worst thing ever, but I have to say I've never met, and I've probably over the years have met like 50 people, mm. right? Because my one in 20 thing. But I have to say that I've never met a mean or horrible guy. Yeah, I've I've had really good dates through the apps, to be honest, but I vet Well, you haven't enjoyed them, have you? What do you mean by good? Like, as no, in no, they've all been or... nice people, okay. generally. Like, I've got a, a mate of mine who is in a bit of a despairing period with the apps, but I feel like she's got some crazy date stories. But, yeah, my dates have been relatively fun. They're just not, not all that good. You haven't clicked. I haven't clicked. Yeah. And I find with the swiping thing, because I, I may be maybe a bit judgmental, Sal. Oh, no. <laughs> but it's literally, it's just so swipe, 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 swipe. It's like, soul-destroying. It's, the, it's it is, the immediacy yeah. of being able to make decisions on people. And... Let's be let's be honest. Guys are doing exactly the same thing back at us, and kind of no, with that knowledge in your head. I don't know. So you, I feel you like they what? you waste a lot of time on them. The main problem is for me is that you've always got this psychology of there's something better with the swiping. It's like what's around the corner, and I, I oh, think yeah. Yeah, I think maybe. you're right with the amount of time. But I honestly treat it as an admin exercise. Do you? Yeah, you just get like you get them in your funnel. Mm. You've got your copy and paste open a line. What? Yep. Of course you do, Luke. You just write What the same... do you do? Like I write a different line for them all. Fuck, you do not. <laughs> yeah, because... Oh, my God. Like I'll I'll look at what's in their photos and I'll like if they've got, you know... No, no. Or, or I'll, I'll do some funny thing off their intro because if generally what... Someone that makes me lol in an, in, lol in an intro... No. Or... Yeah, but you're... Okay, you've said this to me before. Do you, can you please share the story about the guy that you matched with and then... Unmatched with? Yeah. Yeah, match this guy. I don't see many people on dating apps. So I go, oh, really want to know more about you. But he was actually someone that I thought, oh, he looks like a really interesting guy. Matched, unmatched, we matched again. And I was like, I can't talk to him again. I remember you said to me, he's going to remember that we've matched and unmatched and rematched. <laughs> I might want to be as big a deal in his life. Like, yeah, I know. I think you really, <laughs> no one's noticing that shit. Like there's... This is so transactional. The whole point of it for me is I don't care how many photos you have up, until mm. I meet you in real life, yeah. you either have a feeling or you don't. Fuck, that's harsh, Sam. I don't well it's true though. Yeah. It's yeah. absolutely true. Yeah. And the amount of times I've met someone and they've either been I actually find guys are generally way better looking than in their photos. I think where women are probably more guilty of putting up unrealistic images yeah but but what is with some of the choices in photos like whereas i look, well, at, so I look poor, at the choices and i go they're so poor i will judge oh. you for one not for taking a bad photo of yourself because lord knows i've got terrible photos of me but you've got a choice as to whether you put that photo up or not you've got a choice <laughs> and 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 also what you put up photos with is a reflection on what you value so if you're putting photos up with your motorbike, it's not that you can't be into motorbikes, but that doesn't need, you know, like, so generally speaking, if I'm swiping a- around, I'm looking for a normal person that is taking maybe a nice shot of themselves, a nice shot with some family or a nice shot with some friends. I thought you were looking for exceptional. Oh, yeah, I look for exceptional as well. That's a whole other story. But no, I think there's a lot of crap to wade through. Yeah. There is. I shouldn't refer to other humans as crap, but... You know, there's a lot of people that aren't the right fit to wade through, but that's what I mean about not getting attached to somebody that you're texting, right? It's, 
I don't really, as long as someone's being quite non-offensive, I want it to move to meeting pretty fast. Mm. And again, in these apps, probably one out of 30, 20 leads to actually meeting Mm. because everyone's too busy swiping onto the next and not actually carrying the conversation anywhere. I just, like the amount of people I've met that as soon as I meet them, I don't like their voice or I don't like something they say that's racist or I don't, you know... Something about the way they carry themselves is not attractive. Like, you can't know all that from photos. No, exactly. And that's why I think why probably I haven't been on dates this year is because I'm in my comfort zone of life is fine. And for me to take a night out of my life to meet someone who I'm probably going to know in five minutes flat. But Spuds, let me take you to the next way of how I manage this through. I can be in and out within an hour. Oh, so do I. I don't eat with them. No, no. <laughs> you don't Why know. would you? You don't get Why me. Would you, you don't get me. No, but that's what I mean. So if there's a choice between, I think this is the rut, identifying the rut that not just us, a lot of people find themselves in, that dating is an effort because especially in the online world, it's you are rolling a dice and I agree with yeah, you. I, I think when you meet someone on Tinder, how can you possibly know until you've actually spoken to them whether you want to date this person? You are going on a completely... Yeah, I, and I think you get a bit of an idea through messages. But but is the problem as well that because of rom-coms and romanticism that we think it shouldn't be an effort? Yeah, definitely. We definitely. think, why do we have to make this effort? We're resentful about it. And part of the, the difficulty is I've sort of slowly come into terms with is it's giving up the narrative, like now in your mid-30s of this is what my life was going to be and how easy it would be because as you now date people that have had relationships, have been married, have, might have kids, that's a big thing suddenly to go, oh, I'm dating someone and if I had a stepchild in two years, like that's yeah. it's an, it's something in your head you've got to get your head around. And But I know friends who have married guys who have got children and are really happy and have got happily ever after stories. So there's positive examples of it and it's the reality for a lot of – if you've – had a relationship that's ended, you will, you can find love again. Absolutely. So, but it's for going into your thirties, you suddenly in that space where that's a very real reality. Because to be honest, if I met someone in their mid thirties now that didn't have baggage, I'd also be a bit worried. Isn't that us? <laughs> yes. Yeah, <so, okay>. No, but <laughs> I don't know. I, I kind of sometimes there's part of me that thinks you're 38 and single. Why? What, to be honest. Of a man. Yeah. There's part of me that thinks now, why every but guy? Are they a normal you're guy? 34 and single wife? Probably. They probably look at me and go, why? Yeah, why? Well, there is it's a so reason. so exceptional. There is a reason. But I think. What you, is the reason then? I put high standards on myself. And I've always had great male role models in my life. So, yeah. So I think. And it's I've devoting been hard the on attention to it. To share, you entered a relationship when you left London. And you've actually been good this year. I gave myself a few months and then I just think it's about keeping your hand in it. So, Sal, challenge this month then, I think, with dating. Like, you know, as I said, I've had I've had zero dates this year. So maybe... That is disgraceful. Though. So I'm going to I mean, push, you're a beautiful get off the girl. diving. I'm going to di- push myself off the diving board. I think I'm I'll be there. Really giving bad you. with the metaphors in this show. I should you're really up. shit. <laughs> Given that English was apparently your forte. Um, I'm going to... Uh, <laughs> Get myself out in the market. <laughs> Meat market. Meat market. Okay. 
I'm, what are you I'm already do? in the market. You are in the market. And despite, I must say, the dates I've had so far have been pretty uninspiring. Mm. However, I will keep at it. Mm. And I'm going to try and consciously, I've identified, I've got a bit of a pattern around the sort of man I'm usually attracted to, which never quite works out for me. So I'm going to try and search for a more available, emotionally available guy. Right. Okay. Not sure if I've got completely realistic expectations around that. It may be that I expect men to be slightly like women, but we'll we'll just see how we go. Well, I so want to unpack what you mean by that. <laughs> well, I expect them to want to tell me how they're feeling. Yeah, see that you got me for that. You got me to be like the woman in your life, and then just get. Stop putting too you know, much pressure on men to be I really everything wanna, that you need in one person. Yeah, I really want to push <laughs> them into quite deep. Yeah. Mm, interesting thinking but anyway well this is probably uh, one of the first challenges that doesn't fill me with excitement and delight <laughs> to be honest i just want another chocolate most donut right now you'll get one if you line up a date okay okay thanks so see you back soon Hello, everyone. Back for part two of our dating special. Sal, I have a feeling this dating special might need to be continued into episode seven. But how'd you go? Because you've had a you've had an entertaining month. I'm sorry. <laughs> when haven't I had an entertaining? Yeah. So look, I met a guy, and it was from yes. Bumble. Humble, yep. And when I first met him, I thought, oh, yes, you look pretty nice. You look better than I thought you'd look. That was exciting. <laughs> That's always a win. He invited me on a lovely first What, he looked date. better than his photos? Yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. he's pretty attractive. Yeah. He invited me on a um, very well-considered cool bar mm. first date. He insisted on getting the drinks. All was going well, though. He, you know, so we had a good first date. I actually let that lead to dinner which I never do. Wow. So you know I usually give them like 45 minutes. Yeah. How generous are you? I actually did tell him that probably. How did he take that? Have. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it would be flattering. <laughs> so then we fast forward to date two where he says to me, you know, I'd like to take you to something special. Is that okay? And I was like, what? Wow. All right. That's um, pretty interesting. So took me to the ballet. Now, at that point, part of me is thinking, are you a freak? Well, can I confess, I haven't said this to you before, but when you told me about this at the time and you were really happy, I was like, alarm bells. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm trying not to be cynical. That was my challenge. Yeah, and I was like... My challenge was to look for, you know, a bit of a softer guy. So, And I did say to him, do you enjoy the ballet? And he was like, no, but I thought you would. As in, I don't mind it. Anyway, the thing is... It's so sweet. Fast forward, you know, later that week, he's offering to take me to the airport. And it happened to be my birthday. He turns up to the restaurant that he'd booked with flowers. He then took me away for a weekend. I mean, this was all... He prioritised me. He set up beautiful dates. I didn't have to battle. Mm. Usually I have to battle with the guys that I'm attracted to in the early days to get them to properly... Commit or just to or invest, just treat invest me in, in Treat yeah. me in the way I expect to be treated and invest in some building something, mm. right? So I was like, tick, tick, tick. 
I did have a slightly uneasy feeling that it was a little bit too much. She's very available. Not initially, though, I don't think. Like, I remember talking to you after you'd been away for the weekend and you were like, it just went really well. Like yeah, you were, that weekend was yeah. good. That weekend was good. Mm. And, you know, he picked me up. He had the car stocked with food. Like, it was great. And But I think I was seeing some slight alarm bells. Like, he wanted to always be with me. <laughs> I can understand his no, what? I can understand his problem. I have the same affliction with you so look there there were a few Mm. probably about four occasions where he expected to spend the full weekend with me and I obviously could not accommodate that because I'm a very independent and busy woman with podcasts yeah I've got podcasts I've got writing to do I've got loads of friends to see (laughs) I you know Early days in a relationship, you're not getting my full weekend, mate. Nor should you give anyone your full time. My pet hate is when the girls, because men don't do it, men don't stop going to footy training. They don't stop seeing their mates because they're dating someone. I think the worst thing you can probably do early on in a relationship is cancel life because you're And I've never done it and I never will. And the the point is I'm not interested in paragliding. I, I like do it yourself. I'll go right and we'll meet later. Yeah. Anyway, look, it's all, so it was all, I was pretty proud of myself. And even though I was getting some alarm bells, I, I talked myself down and I mm. thought, no, give this a go. Go. Maybe it just feels weird because someone's treating you so well. Just be, just go with it. Then he turned a bit funny. Yeah. So I think at this point though, you were, what was about him? You, you weren't really jelly. He was a bit possessive. A, yeah. There was some character traits that you were like, don't know if this suits me. Yeah, and a bit. Yeah. So, for example, when my flatmate was around, he would say some weird things because mm. he just wanted my attention. It was very weird when other people were around, which is not ideal. Possibly a bit insecure. Yeah. Maybe? I mean, you'd think by 42, but anyway. Mm. Uh, I don't think yeah. you grow out of it. Yeah. Sometimes I don't think it's no, – it, some people have it for life. So, look, I had said no to – doing something with his friends on a Sunday and I I had a very good reason for that and we spent all Saturday together. It was all great. Mm. And um, picked up a bit of a change in energy Mm. and overheard him telling his friend he was, well, he sort of did it in front of me. It was quite manipulative. Um, Say he was upset that I wasn't coming. And fast forward to me sort of, I thought I'll just let him go back in his cave and whatever, like get on with life, and sent him a text on a Monday morning recently saying, hey, just checking everything's all right. I get the feeling it might not be, though I'm not sure why, and basically was unceremoniously dumped. Dumped by a text. By a text. Wow. On a Monday morning. As if Monday artist isn't bad enough, and then you get dumped. Pretty ego-crushing. And let's just let's just reiterate because I have said to men before, thanks, but it's been nice meeting you. Not interested in seeing you anymore. But generally, that's in a situation where I've seen them for one, maybe two dates. Like I think once you extend beyond that, mm. at the very least, the courtesy of a phone call. <laughs> I think if you've spent full weekends together, yeah. I, my barrier for this is if you're having sex, basically. Yeah, I, I think don't so. think you should do it if over text. If you've been penetrated, I think you should at least get no. a call. God. Oh. Anyway, um, it was. It I was, just. I actually laughed when you told me because I was like, "Does that?" Oh, uh, I'll tell it you felt what. Like Lewis, a bit of a Sex in the City episode or something. Look, it's like, the post. It's the post. Yeah. The fucking post. Yeah. I can't. I think he said to carry. 
I'm sorry, I can't, don't hate me. Yeah. On the post-it. Yeah. I didn't even get a post-it. I got a text. So anyway, look, it was pretty disappointing, to be honest, because it also made me feel quite disposable and just, what are we all doing? Well, it's never nice, though. Like, even if, and I think, to be honest, he got in first because by the way things were going, I think that's the other frustrating thing. When you, It's almost like, I was going to dump you. No, then, no, but interestingly, I've come to the position where I actually prefer to be dumped. Oh, Sally, you oh, do not. I have far more regret and self-loathing over people I've dumped. Far more. I don't, like, because I always have regret and I romanticise it. Anyway, look, Lou did also reassure me by saying, oh, that's terrible, pal. Great podcast fodder. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> there is a silver lining Great to everything podcast. now. So, look, I think he – I did let him have it in a sense. I did oh. – it was like I wrote back saying, wow, what a shit thing to do to someone on a Monday morning. Like, what a shit way to end it. It's not – look, it's got nothing to do with the time of day really. It's just – Still, it's shit just, way to end it. Absolutely. He then called me yeah. and proceeded to talk in a baby voice. <laughs> did he? You yeah. tell me that bit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> you asked the question. You're sort of American. That's that's the accent. Yeah. Look, it was really disappointing, but I'm proud that I gave it a go and I feel I'm the more mature person. Yeah. He's very mature. I think, you know, and what it, it highlights to me is it, it is hard. I think that there is a, a certain, there is a courage that has to come, that comes by having to put yourself out there and meet yes. new people. And and I think the only thing that I try to always remember now when shit like that happens when you're dating, because I know how fickle I've been at times, it's very rarely your fault. Like it's always what people are going through themselves. And that's, I think, the hard thing too with with. Tinder because it's so and, and Bumble because they're so accessible and easy to dabble a bit and then just not talk to people or there's no yeah I think this is like a a, a product of everything being so simple and people not really investing in the person because yeah, yeah. it is so hurtful to have formed a, a, to be dating someone and then to not even think that he could take the time to. Yeah. Call you, yeah. catch up with you, have a coffee. Oh. I, it's about respect for hu- people and I think that the, is. the ease well, it's maturity. with maturity. I mean, yeah. he then called me later that night saying, and I'd already deleted his number so I thought it was my client, <laughs> and saying, oh, I'm just seeing if you survived the day. Yeah. I was like, excuse me? But this is what I mean because I actually think he probably genuinely – felt bad but we've all been so conditioned now not everyone we shouldn't be but i think yeah exactly so i think there was something in his head Mm. when he sent that text that thought this is fine but then you compare it you compare it to the guy that i was still getting over probably still am that dragged on forever you know what i mean we actually could not execute that breakup yeah well that's which is more painful well, when you just said before that it's harder breaking up with someone as opposed to getting dumped, you know, the first thing that I think, particularly because I know your circumstance, but it, it always comes down to the level of investment and, and the, the length of the relationship and how tight you were. Like this guy that you broke up with in London that, you know, you are still struggling to get over or be completely over, you've been dating for a lot longer. Like you were com- yeah, in the- a different emotional state with him than this, this guy you've just, the ballet guy. Yeah, totally. But I also think that's that's that was the other realization through being dumped 
this recent Monday morning was I I've maintained contact with the London guy mm. and I it needs to stop. Mm. And so I asked him the tough question just to double cut myself mm. on the same I asked him the same the same day basically and I just I just said look this is how I still feel this is what still being in contact is for me what is it for you and his response was basically yeah I'm not thinking at that deep level or feeling at that deep level which just again I feel like as women we can really romanticize things and yeah. make shit up and go I've done it before and I and really go oh well the fact that they still message me means that they still love me or they still you know can't live without me and the reality is he's probably had sex well I know <laughs> about 15 people like it's and I'm not saying that means anything maybe it doesn't I don't think it means anything yeah but I I think I think men are much mm. better at going that's ended What's the practical reality? Yeah. She's 24 hours away. Okay. Yeah. But I think just because he was sleeping with other people doesn't mean he's necessarily over you. I think he can compartmentalise. Yeah, but he doesn't live with the the, um, yeah. the rom-com ending that I live with, which is <laughs> he'll come to the realisation of everything that I wanted and needed and yeah. come flying in. Yeah, but it's like ex-boyfriends we always... Yeah, I think you look back on things and you do tend to sometimes remember the good stuff and then the shit that yeah. That well, you forget the misery. Nuts. You yeah. forget like when you're away with them for the weekend mm. and you felt so shit because they weren't connecting with you or yeah. So I think it's but it, it's also because you got to then get back out there and realize it's not so easy to find someone. No. So it's safe to say it was a bit of a shit Monday, Sal. It's a shit <laughs> Monday. And on that, look, I don't know, you know, you often get asked, I guess, when relationships end, in my last relationship, you know, do you cut communication? Do you try and stay friends? Do you and conscious I uncouple, think, though? You conscious, what, yeah. Do you consciously uncouple? That's Gwyneth. Well, yeah, I think you consciously What do you uncouple. think? Because I can't, I'm fucking terrible at it. I was sort of, I was happy to stay friends and my ex-boyfriend wanted to completely sever communication because he couldn't handle it and that's fine and I actually then was really glad because it I think naturally there's a hole when you lose someone and I broke up with him so yes it was my choice in some ways but that didn't mean I didn't you don't mourn someone like I mm. think it's a it's, it's a like myth a death. That, absolutely even if you've you've consciously cho- consciously uncoupled and chosen to part ways with someone it's the habitual stuff that you do with someone you're in a relationship with. These stupid calls, however many times a day, to discuss something funny that you know they'll appreciate, or that you know you're thinking in your head that most people, which I now bother you with, Sal, or I bother well, other people. That's but, true. So there is a hole, yeah. but I just think. And but I, you said to me as well, mm. as such a good friend that you are, you need to message me every time you want to message London guy. It was when you'd said to me. Oh, I see something and I want to message him. And I think everyone goes through that because you see something that you mutually have found funny at some point in your relationship and mm. one of the nicest things and suddenly one day it dawns on you, you never see things that you feel the need to message them about. So, but I do think that cutting contact with people is great because it's hard at first. It's like the security blanket has been stripped, mm. but 
I think you can't it's the get only over way. it. I don't think you and can. particularly in circumstances where you haven't been friends first. Yeah, and it, it, it's great because in my situation, it wasn't like we had a huge mutual circle of friends. Like the longer you're with someone, the more that your lives have intertwined and integrated. It gets harder to have that clear, clean break. But I don't know. I think that it's for you. I've seen attempts at friendships oh, to ma- yeah. to maintain, and it's and it's all really and and you like to think that you can do it, but um, but you can't because I'm so jealous. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like I still have love, so you can't do yeah. it. It's it kills you. Yeah. Anyway, I like to think I've finally learned that. I have not. You know, I felt bad doing it, but I had to take him off my Instagram and all my things. Yeah. And that's just how it has yeah, to be. Yeah, and I do. I choose not to do I, I think social media, you've got to have a social media policy in this day and age, whether it be a business or whether it be about a relationship, you should have a social media plan. Yeah. And I think that with exes, yeah, if you just... You're just emotionally cutting yourself, basically. Yeah. All right, so, Lou, <laughs> do you have a more positive story for us? Sell I had a date! Woohoo! I'm on the board, everybody. 2018. Louise Fargo went on a date. And if it had been up to me and I knew I didn't have to come to this podcast, I probably would have backed out because because I knew going into this that this guy possibly had issues because I was trying to to do the Sally approach and kind of go, you know what, it's just a message, don't invest, don't invest. But I was like little alarm bells tinkering in the back of my head just he said some funny things okay anyway cut to the day the day so and then he turned up late so i was due to meet him he had to work at nine so it was kind of perfect yeah he was doing a night shift okay and so it was kind of perfect because he only had a bit of time and that suits me though great so i went to this pub i get in there at 7 30 on the dot and then he messages me at 7 31 and says sorry i'm running 10 minutes late not a good start and then he said, I'll be the one that arrives in, he said, I'm wearing grey pants and blue shirt and, you know, something, and stag- he said something funny like something good looking or something like this, the good looking <laughs> one. And I was like, a ticket's on yourself <laughs> because he wasn't super hot. Wasn't I was like, you know, but it was an attempt of humour, which, <laughs> but I, what it was annoying, I was like, send that message. 10 minutes ago before I got out of my car. And I'm yes. Like, but I was then again thinking, Sal, Look, Louis Bargo, keep an open mind. Don't be – all this stuff happens. I People think that run is late. rude. People I, run late. But yeah, it was – it was – what I'm – my point is that I do I do think that people signal things in the way we communicate online that I – that I guess that's my argument in Never not meeting giving everyone. anyone. Yeah, probably. Yeah. So okay. he turned up and I knew within five minutes that he was not going to be my life partner. <laughs> <laughs> I'm your life partner. Yeah. And within 10 minutes, he was starting to irritate me. But anyway, we spoke for now. I have this thing. I always enjoy dates, although I complain about going on them. I, I always enjoy meeting people. I like meeting people and I think you learn things and I use it as a good excuse to have a conversation with someone and, yeah, it just, it just wasn't right. So positive <clears throat> thing for me too, Sal. I think I'm glad that I got one on the board. I will... <laughs> Continue. I think on that I have part? to tell you though, I'm well done. But <laughs> one in eight months is not what I would call a victory. So the other thing I'm going to do. So here's I've got a plan, Sal. I've got a plan. Okay. I'm going to keep. I'm going to stay on the apps, but I'm I'm going to keep on this path that I firmly believe 
if you continue to do things you love mm-hmm. and make an effort to interact with people in life, and I'm not just talking about men, but mm-hmm. I'm talking about women. So mm-hmm. make connections with people, have interac- interactions. Like when you go and get your coffee, I now really always try to just stand and wait for my coffee and look at what's going on around because I think if you go into situations and have your head there in the moment, that is how you kind of meet people and have interactions and have conversations that lead to more things. Yeah, true. And the IRL dating, I have a dream. I have a dream dream. to meet someone in real life, not on a dating app. (laughs) Praise be. I'm with you. I'm with you. I, I need, I am going to make a better effort because all my hobbies at the moment are either solo, yeah. mainly solo, writing, yoga, meditation, podcasting with you. You know, they're solo or with women. Yeah. And I'm going to do something I love. You take I'm going to join a bushwalker group. <laughs> oh. Yep. That's what I've identified. How do you think, do you think the average age of the bushwalker No, I've group? checked out the photos online. They all look quite. 30s. Really? Yeah. You look shocked. I so, am. and the other thing is, I agree with you. Now that I'm on a better path of working in something I want to do, and like I had this woman the other day, this wonderful woman I met through this orchestra mm. that was, that said to me, Do you know what, Sally? Are you, are you single at the moment? Mm. And I said, What? Like, we were wrapping up a work call. Mm. She said, I've got something slightly inappropriate. This is what I mean, though. Yeah. It's a woman. That's she given, said, Yeah. Yeah. She's like, Are you single? And I was like, Uh, yeah. Actually, I just broke up with someone. She said, because I know this warm, amazing guy. He's so cool. He's so funny. So this, he's got a really good job. All She was really pushing it. And lives she said, in Melbourne. Yeah, lives in Melbourne. Back. Can move back and live with Lou and him <laughs> yeah. possibly all together. <laughs> so she said, would you let me connect you? And I said, do you know what? Yes, I yeah. will. See, this is, but that's what I mean. I think it's about. Just be your best because you're now doing a job that you like. You know, you're in the world being the best version of you, being lit up from within because oh you're making – no, but you're Spice. making that happen. <laughs> lit up. It's like, reminds me of Suits when Lewis lit, lit. says you got lit. lit. Lit, No, and so it's not actually – I agree. It's, it's just making connections with people and that's – a really nice thing to keep fostering and growing. I'm going to set a challenge to our listeners today. Wow. Because I th- I've identified the perfect place to meet eligible. Have you? Men. Yes. Is it Red Hill? No, it's not Red Hill. No. There, there might be somewhere down here, but not 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 where we not, not where your we parents face ourselves. Room. No. The supermarket midweek at like around seven, <laughs> seven thirty. <laughs> And it's great because it's like the br- it's a feeding ground, oh literally God, the feeding ground for Lou, the eligible professional man. Listen to this. My, I, this is no joke. My yeah. cousin, if she's listening, Claire, met her husband fighting over a roast chicken in the Coles in Richmond. So this is the, this is the challenge. I want to know. I need some pickup lines for the for the Richmond Coles. For the rotisserie. Okay, so I'm going to hang out at the rotisserie. But it is. Like, I go in there, I'm like, oh, this is where they are. Because the here's the thing. Everyone's got to eat, Sal. <laughs> wow, that is so profound. And it's like they've all just been to the gym, so it's kind of like often they're in check out work. their bodies. Yeah, I yeah. do. I, you mm. get a good look. <laughs> good, good, good eye. Well, they're reaching for the muesli. Um, but so <laughs> what I need is I just need some I just need some approach lines. I reckon that is that that could be part of my new challenge. I'm going to try my new outgoing 
communicative approach in general in life and apply it first in the supermarket because you know cool. what? All right, good. I think there's some very normal people who just need to get some eggs and a, a litre of milk. And <laughs> 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 just when they least expect it, off I come. I love it. Okay, great. Well, look, this is going to need further discussion. Yeah. Isn't it? But, you know, we've done okay. I think we've done okay. We're hanging in. We're not giving up. No, That's and good. I think generally we're both positive about life. We're not giving up and we're not, we're not past it yet. You never give up on love. Okay. Right. See you, Bye-bye. Bye-bye.